0: Welcome to the Coinop Cowboys, the podcast where four guys explore the absurdities of everyday life, sharing our entertaining experience and insights on a variety of topics. Hello, coin This week, Ryan discusses one of our long-lost episodes of Tiffany Gomas, where she questions the reality of a passenger on an American Airlines flight. Has the government been censoring Ryan in an attempt to reveal the truth? We'll find out. But first, Angel discusses the uncomfortable topic of insecurity and where it may show up in our professional lives. Our episode release has been off the last few weeks. Whose fault is it? It's mine. I've been busy with life, but we're seeing a light at the end of the tunnel, so we appreciate your patience as we get our content out. We read more feedback this week as well. Drop us a line if you want your comments and mail heard on air. Like, subscribe, follow, and rate us. Be sure to spread the word about this episode to your friends. You don't want to miss this one. You can find us on Spotify, Stitcher, iHeartRadio, Apple and Google Podcasts, anywhere you get your favorite entertainment. We release a new episode every week, so take a listen to past episodes and get all caught up because you deserve it. Now, I just switched cameras to the main stage. We were talking about Steven thruple from the last episode, where he was chatting up two trans people on a mobile game. Oh, I never thought I'd say that. Let's hop on over and see where he left off.
1: Dang. And I said something about him doing jumping jacks and basketball shorts and how it'd be like, you know, hot to watch that or something. What's that? <laughs> <laughs> and, <I started> recording. <laughs> <laughs> and then he goes, he goes, oh, I guess you don't know. And I'm like, <laughs> I
0: guess you don't know. I've
1: got the pump behind my balls that I squeeze. Who, who, who even said it says, was? It, I'm taking who, it out of context right now, but it was like totally. Who said
2: something like that? No, it was, no, like it was totally
1: <laughs> in in context. It made sense. Like they were talking about like some like floppage or whatever in basketball shorts. Like they were talking about it. Floppage. And I'm like, oh yeah, Knox doing jumping jacks, yeah, or something like that. And then they're like, oh, you don't know. He doesn't know that I'm actually I, a woman. I don't.
2: I don't know what context. That's a normal thing to say to another man, Stephen. <laughs> <to put it. laughs>
1: mailbag makes sense, you know. I'm not. I'm not going to argue with that. I'm not argue with that, <laughs> that mailbag. Guy. Uh, but if you saw that picture, I would never know that's a woman. And that looks like a man. Nope,
2: that is a woman that you want to see doing jumping jacks and basketball shorts. I, I okay.
1: I was I was flirting, Ryan. I was trying to be a fucking. I'm trying to flirt.
3: You know, like like right before the podcast, I've been listening to this comedian, Bert Kra Cres- sure. He's the guy that yeah, Kraisher is the guy that like yeah. takes his shirt off. So it's been, it's been really funny listening to his stand-up. So I started watching this he has like a like a few episodes called The Cabin, where he's like
0: <gasps> right. I fucking love yeah. it. I
3: love the cabin. So I'm on oh my I'm on episode two, which is basically he's in like a cabin in the middle of Malibu, like out in the woods somewhere, yeah. and he's just trying to do like a refresh your life. But he like invites comedians and stuff to come by and visit him, and that's the the, where the humor takes place. So I'm in episode two, and Caitlyn Jenner came by, and I don't know why. I envisioned that Caitlyn Jenner had like a feminine voice, but it's still a very like masculine voice, and I wasn't really, I wasn't like ready for that. I was like, oh yeah. Yeah, that's right. Like you know, do 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 what you want to do, but it just didn't ring for that. So when I was thinking, when I, when I was thinking of your thruple here, I was like, oh, it's probably like a real soft, like feminine voice, and then, or, or no, it's probably a hard masculine voice, and then I realized, like you were saying, probably when they talk, you're like, oh yeah, it's really noticeable in the inflection of the voice.
1: Yeah,
0: yeah, I love that episode. Nikki Glazer's wa- walks in with him waxing. Wasn't there,
1: an, wasn't there <laughs> something early on in that cabin thing that they brought somebody and it was like super fucking awkward and weird? I'm trying to remember uh every the, moment of the wasn't episode wasn't it the blonde chick from uh, big bang theory oh, oh yeah i've got that episode
0: Miss, uh, dude it is so good because they bring her and then it's miss pat it's miss pat and uh miss pat is like straight up gangster like she got her nipple shot off what and uh she is like straight hood and get with like one of like the preppiest like the yeah like what's her name Penny from name, from man? the Big Bang Theory and just kind of mesh up together
1: Penny oh I, heard Penny. Her oh, but I like, don't know, yeah, real name So but yeah
0: they had to like process an emu and I was like
3: oh this is random and then they like <gasps> rolled cigars which was really hilarious yeah.
1: and... the
0: fucking Superman of Cuba
3: <laughs> yeah Superman of Cuba that had a 16 <laughs> inch dick or something 18 inch dick yeah dude yeah. <laughs> Ma- <laughs> Marlon Brando came by to visit him
1: oh yeah. Kaylee <laughs> Kaylee quote. I going to watch that after this. But they brought her on and then like juxtaposed juxtaposed her shit with a really hood bitch and yeah. it was like, yeah. s- and she started attacking her like on the show right like then she started like yeah,
4: fucking so attacking
1: good. her character and everything and then the chick didn't know what to do. She was just like so dumb. out of Can't her element and, just, and it was super fucking oh, awkward dude. and it was like I
0: like the one with I like the one with Bobby Lee. It's like
1: the first one, man. It's like really early on. It happened like yeah. f- four years ago. So. Bobby Lee is a trip. Oh yeah. I used to really like Chris Delia when he would do that kind of stuff, like the podcast and going on these other podcasts. Like I feel like Me he's too. really good commentary. He's really like but like his I fucking hate his stand-up. His stand-up is way overdone and like it's just not funny, but his podcasts are fucking hilarious. And He's a fucking creepy, fucking sex addict too, which is awesome because he had canceled for a whole year. And, and, and
3: he doesn't do drugs or alcohol. And he's like, it's funny because people look at people look at me and think I sell drugs, and I was like, yes,
1: no, <laughs> is that what he
0: says?
3: Yeah, that, that's like in a stand up. Yes. I, I enjoyed his stand up. I didn't want to like rain on your guys' parade. But
1: I saw, well, I saw him like at the Laugh Factory before I really got into his podcast or anything, and he was really funny there. But, like, I think his specials when he does like the whole when he hams it up, kind of like Dane Cook does in his, I like, kind of kind of like just, I think what's funny about him is, is like his nuance and like just kind of his reactions to stuff.
0: Yeah, he, he has great presence. Um, but, oh my God. So, like, a couple of episodes ago, you were talking about uh, mediums, like uh, the live going, it's a difference between listening. You know, like on a CD or like online versus actually being in the comedy club. The only stand-up comedy that I've really enjoyed in person and I've been like, I almost passed out laughing, was uh, the first time I saw Theo Vaughn. Actually, it was the second time I saw Theo Vaughn. He is
1: the best. Theo Vaughn is a gem. Big time gem. <laughs> I, just-
0: I love his. <laughs> I love the uh, the back and forth Chris D'Elia has with Brian Kelly.
1: Yeah, it was so good before he got canceled. Like everything, Even when Chris yeah. came back I felt like yeah. he just like, didn't know the lines to cross anymore. And it, was, it was around the same time like he had his kid. He just kid. kind of was too careful so after that.
0: Him coming and back he was, he was really careful and then he was like a fresh dad and a lot of fresh dads are yeah. like, oh so, my god, life is so precious.
1: It is. He did say it had a big effect on him. He's like, I cried like a big baby when my son was born and it just kind of made a switch in his head go off which I had heard that right before I became a dad. And I was like, Oh my God, that moment. I wonder what it's going to feel like for me. And when my kid was born, it was just literally like, where's that moment? Uh, so now what? <laughs> like that, I was like, literally, it was like, I had all this expectation of like, you know, just having a revelation. And that did not happen for me. The bonding with my kid came much later, like back when we we're at home and they started having a, their own smiling and all that stuff, but yeah, not the immediate tears.
0: What hit me was the responsibility that I have to keep this ch- this person alive. So like I did not sleep the first night at all. I was just staring at him like, are you still breathing? Yeah. Good. Just was the whole night. Yeah. All right, gentlemen. I'm oh, sorry. Yeah. I was going to keep it rolling, but um, all right, guys. Yeah, uh, welcome yeah. back to another episode, uh, listeners. I've uh, Got a little tangent there. Um, very good tangent. Really enjoyed that. I have a question for y'all. Get things started. It's a very good question. I think I think you guys are really going to enjoy this one. Okay, especially uh, I don't know about Ryan. Maybe Ryan.
1: We'll see. I feel like Ryan might have Ryan might have a bone to pick today.
0: Well, you know, we did get comments. Ryan was a little quiet last episode. I don't know. If, uh, super quiet. Yeah. Sounds
1: like uh, I had got I last episode somebody had reached out to me in the week leading up to this one saying that uh, Ryan came off a little boring and salty. Excuse me? That's true, actually. Excuse I got the me? same after, thing. After we read the mailbag question, he uh, kind of uh, yeah. didn't seem like himself afterwards. So maybe he was deep in thought, mm. wondering how he is Excuse me? giving away a secret. That's true.
3: You know, it, and he was kind of spicy during Stephen's topic. On uh, the whole like throuple situation. He was just asking yeah. real pointed questions and saying like, Hey, so Steven, when are you going to, when are you going to quit? Huh? Huh? When are you going to yeah. quit? Stop talking about it.
1: Yeah. <laughs> I was actually very shocked because I thought he was going to have a yeah. bone to pick with angel yeah. and he never did. Yeah. Ryan, do you not have a bone to pick with angel? You,
2: can't, you cannot predict the bone picking. Steven.
1: <laughs> I feel like there was a lot of conversation about a certain, certain episode that, Probably won't be released to the public. It probably won't.
0: For the listeners. For the listeners.
1: Angel uh, say no we, more. We record
0: no these, <laughs> <episodes laughs> <laughs> 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 these Angel say <laughs> no more. <laughs> He's sitting <laughs> waiting for his magnus, say, magnum opus to say come. Say no more, Ooh, I think we, we All right, we'll save it for later.
1: Are we gonna get it on are we gonna get it on? Oh, so I did have a bone to
2: pick with Steven this week.
3: Oh, oh, suddenly you do now? Yeah, it's it's. I did. It's funny because last episode I talked about how a police officer asked me if people had been drinking in my uh, beer, you know, open container story. And I told the police officer, no, no one wasn't. And Ryan said absolutely nothing. However, in previous episodes, Ryan took a bone to pick with myself when I told him that his lottery ticket, which was fake, was indeed real. And he did not take the opportunity to jump on the double standard there that I was lying to a police officer. He just sat super quiet about that.
0: What a piece of shit. I,
2: it just seems like you're a liar. <laughs> is
0: that, is that what it is? <laughs> <laughs>
2: yeah. Oh, yeah, well, you're a lightweight. But, but St- Steven Stephen saved himself today from my bone picking. I, text, I texted Steven the other day if he was going to slick back his hair this weekend. I was very upset that he never responded. And then he's responded to a group chat before he responded to me. And I was very salty.
0: Oh my God. Yeah. Well, I've been getting the same treatment. I called him like twice and he never answered.
1: But before I could salt him, he texted me back about the slick
0: back hair. So he saved himself.
1: You know, I haven't very, I haven't been very good on that. My devices recently do better. Something I need to work on, but I just feel like I don't, want to look, be, i've been be less i've been on. participating oh, yeah, yeah. personally it's awesome.
3: funny because steven deep down i feel like you enjoy it you like it
1: i did but i did a lot of uh behind the scenes work trying to prepare for the fantasy football season and i feel like it burnt me out a little bit mm. and so like i've been trying to like recover my like energy for it, you know it, it, it was noticeable. I mean, this like video
3: messing. monologue you put together was like eight minutes long, and it had a lot of editing, a lot of detail, <laughs> a lot of narrative. My personal favorite was the Captain America scene when you did the oh, you know the oh oh shit things are sparking out. Like you did a lot of behind the scenes snap it. It was great. Yeah,
1: yeah, I do my yeah. You,
3: like like glass dish just crack. Steven goes
1: ooh ah psst, psst, ah yeah. <laughs> <laughs>
0: Mm. oh inside jokes like to be a part of one someday all right let's get started with the question okay with recent news actually it's coming in and out and no one really gives a fiddler's fuck uh, on social media or anyone that i talk to they really don't care this question and we're going to start in order you guys are, are in order let me see yeah you guys are in order now the question is uh the topic alien encounters if aliens visited earth and apparently according to the uh to the government they are uh, you were chosen as the first point of contact what would you show or tell them to represent the essence of humanity
3: mm. i was totally expecting angel to say like hey last week we talked about your own personal island and how you were governing that give us an update let us know how your different uh tactics are panning out how's the water slides coming ryan and steve
2: mine's bigger better
3: Faster, cheaper. Um,
1: yeah, my water slides were being a, built a little too big. They weren't meeting safety codes. Had some issues. We lost a few good men. Good news. There's more space at the orgies on Fridays yeah. and more pig. So okay with it.
3: You know, I, I I heard the the right way to have an orgy is you have to have a good good catered food. I hear, I hear that's the trick. Is that the right trick, Stephen?
1: A uh, good party has good catering. Uh,
3: yeah, a good orgy has good uh, catered food.
1: Yeah, you definitely need a good spread off to the side where people can collect themselves lots of bananas, <laughs> potassium. You don't want to cramp up. You need Gatorade. G- G- Gatorade. Yeah, it's what very the important. Gotta have the. got to have the lube. Don't forget about the lube table.
0: The, yeah, no, you know what? A good spread of lube, you need uh, water based and oil based. Yeah, be diverse.
3: And, flavored. And, and people email Steven saying that he's in the closet. I, I just don't get it.
2: <laughs> a well maintained penis requires no lube. The fuck? <laughs> <laughs>
0: what are you fucking talking about? Guys? Explain yourself. Last
1: time I, last time I, what? last time I checked, my my penis I, does not lube itself up. Yeah,
0: what? How does your dick work, dude? It lubes itself. No, the yeah. women. He has the women so, are in a sweat
1: He has so much pre He has so much pre cum. Yeah, it's, it it's, like his a, it's like like a slug.
0: It just comes he out of the Like a hospital out. pump yeah, is yeah. just yeah. constantly coming up. God, just,
1: you're ugh. just turning on all of the yeah. Horny females out there listening to this podcast.
0: They're all horny. All right. Yeah. So let's go in order. Steven, you're first.
1: I am I'm the point of contact. I need to show them something that represents our humanity.
0: The essence of human existence.
1: Oh, God. Five seconds. Uh, I'll show them a picture of 9-11 towers burning. Why? Or a plane flying into it. Because that is the essence of our human. We're fucking terrible people. Oh. I want them to leave. Just it's, leave. We're it, it, not it, worth saving. Get the fuck out of here. It's, it's funny because I, th- send I send thought of astral. mine. Okay. And then when
3: I heard yours, I was like, oh, I'm going <laughs> in a different direction. But we we ended with the same result, though, which worked out great. Oh,
1: oh, I get. I, I know what you're going to do. You're going to lie to them. You're going to show them a picture of like Mother Teresa or like a bunch of people helping Pretty out close. like the, the hungry African kids. This is, the, this is the essence of human nature. Right. And they're going to believe that. You're right. You're right. Got it. Okay.
0: Uh, thank you very much.
1: <laughs> I'm gonna show a picture of him. I'm gonna show him a picture of Goatsy man of a dude just bent over, spreading <laughs> open his asshole like wide open for everybody to see. Show him the twenty you know, dollars goat the, the Goat Well,
0: see. Goat see. Oh, you're gonna you're changing your your <laughs> answer to Goatsy. Yeah.
2: <gasps> Christ. Show him the video where the guy okay. like sits down on the jar and it breaks in his <laughs> butt hole. <laughs>
4: there you go, there you Let's go. Show, oh. com.
1: <laughs> what about Mr. Hands oh, what, what's Mr. Hands
2: <laughs> you didn't call Washington that. my
1: Fucked friend whor- <laughs> dude somewhere in Washington a dude was fucking horses and like videotaping it and one of them penetrated him too deep and he died of internal hemorrhaging <laughs> in, the, in the video you see the horse's dick go inside of it he's like <gasps> you hear everything <laughs>
0: And you know what's funny is he, he's – so he was a Boeing engineer that was a regular customer, uh, but his stallion was not available that day. So they gave him the most aggressive stallion that, that they had, and he was like, yeah, that's great. Just give me the, the biggest, most aggressive uh, stallion, and fuck fucked him to death.
3: It's an oddly specific amount of detail you got there, Angel. <laughs> why why do you know so much?
1: <laughs> yeah. I mean, I've watched the video, but this dude did a deep dive on his like background check or something.
3: <laughs> you know, you know, it's funny. I, I think at that at that era that came out, I don't know. I think it was like the early two thousands where the internet was still the wild west, and I remember there was like three videos that people talked about, uh, and they said like, "Oh, if you watch it, you can't unsee it," and this was one of them. And I kept thinking about. It. I was like, "Well, everyone's watching. I should check it out." And I have never seen that video
1: and i th- it's not very graphic oh, okay. but it's I kind of better. really dimly lit like night 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 visiony and uh that one's pretty fucked up what are the other ones that are bad meat spin was a big one two uh, girls no two, two, two girls one cut yeah. actually Although, i'm that. not convinced that was actually poop it looked a lot like
0: it was poop it was poop and vomit
1: it doesn't it look like really real was. poop oh. i've never seen poop that looks like soft serve like that mm, check moose it looks like moose that's, true. that's all about the mousse.
2: still images lemonparty.org
1: what's tub girl I used to go to the uh, (laughs) the Apple
2: store on the regular and go to as many laptops as I could (laughs) and party on safari and then just minimize it and then like go off to the corner and wait for somebody to go in and like check their myspace and then it's like open up and just be shocked
1: (laughs) (laughs) dude you are a fucking menace to society dude he's doing that and he's leaving poops in showers (laughs) what is it what don't we know about?
3: Right, honest question. You're in an Apple Store. What is the most quantities of laptops in one Apple Store that you did that on? Is it ten?
2: Probably 10? at least at least like five to ten. Five I, to I ten. I had a friend. I had and you I waited a friend around? that worked at that Apple Store, oh, and, he, no. and he told me like in staff meetings they would talk about it. Like, be on the lookout for this. <laughs>
1: So, That's
2: so good. you ever got yeah. caught?
1: You waited around to see people like open up the laptops? Oh, yeah,
2: it was hilarious because you like you'd like see them freak out and like close <laughs> oh, it was, like, real quick. It was so funny.
0: <laughs> Nobody saw the cameras to see like anyone like you giggling, like in the corner, like, <laughs> like cameras are after the fact. Uh, you put too much too much too oh. much
2: credit in, in cameras.
1: Maybe you saw like a little kid go up to Oh, him. yeah. It, it, that happened.
2: <laughs> the best of it was like old people going up to it. Like, like, you know, that they would like, <laughs> be so slow to react and just be like, oh, my goodness.
3: Oh, <laughs> oh God. Wait, so, 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 Ryan, from the people who did not search Lemon. Party? What do you want to give a brief description of what that what that show? Yeah, what is yeah, it? Know, it was that three
2: older gentlemen enjoying <laughs> a Friday night on uh, at Stevens Island. Ah, makes sense.
3: <laughs> so they were building wa- better water slides.
2: So they were they were looing up the tubes and all the holes. Or or or, 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 or were they playing
3: a uh, gangsters
2: paradise or whatever that game is that Stephen plays? Yeah, it's Grand Mafia actually. <laughs>
1: The Italians are waking up. They're saying buongiorno. you
2: serious? Well, <laughs> they're actual Italians. I thought it was like... <laughs>
1: no, yeah, they're Italians. They're from Italy.
0: Good. <laughs> what was your answer? The Twin Towers or the the Gooch? What was it?
1: If I had to show them what human beings are really like, I would show them some like picture of 9-11. That, like If I'm being honest. Otherwise, if I was going to lie to them, I'd show them a picture of like... I don't know. I can't even think of one good thing that... People be taking pictures of
0: you're. You're just. Thank you, Stephen. All right, (laughs) Ryan, you're up next. What are you showing these alien life forms?
2: So I'm quite the opposite of Stephen. I find our world to be a beautiful place, and what I would do with these aliens, I would sit down in their lobby or their their dining room, whatever wherever they want to have a conversation, and I would pull out the Great Gatsby, and I'd read it to them, so they'd be able to see all the beautiful, all the evil, all the neutral. All the emotions that humans are possessed and everything we're capable of true love, infidelity, art, passion, desire, betrayal,
0: all of it's in there.
1: Motherfucker, did you say show a picture? Did no. you show a picture? I didn't. I
0: said tell them to represent. Oh. Okay, I'll read it again. If uh, if aliens visited Earth and were you were chosen as the first point of contact, what would you show or tell them to represent the essence of humanity?
1: Yeah. Planes, planes, no, trains, and no. automobiles. Steven, you you can't you you already yeah, answered
2: again.
0: and you said yeah.
1: No
2: bigger, better, worse. I thought slide. it was I had to show you can't, my picture. You
0: can't have all the bears, okay? You got to pay, pay all the bears. attention to
2: these things, Steven, and stop regretting it when it moves on to the next slide. Bears beat
0: Battlestar Galactica. There's no wrong answer. There's no wrong answer. That's the point of the exercise. There's no wrong answer. Yeah.
1: I stick by <laughs> my good. answer.
0: As do I. Very good. Very good. All right. I remember reading that in eighth grade. Thank you, Ryan. Now let's move on to Chris. Chris, what would you show or tell these? So,
3: so, <laughs> so as I'm listening to Stevens, t- like I, I was, when, when Stephen was going to go first, I was like, hmm, I know exactly what Stevens going to say. And it's actually going to be really close to what I'm thinking. And then Stephen says, the 9-11 Twin Towers. And I was like, oh, that's, that's not where I thought it was going. And then Ryan says the Great Gatsby. And I was like, ooh, that's also kind of not what I was thinking. Um, the item I was thinking is a the essence of humanity. And what it's going to be is it's going to involve tequila. Because I think that is very uh, human essence. But what it would, what it would be... Is would be with a a chick, (sighs) and so she would have salt on one boob, limes on another boob, and then she would have the tequila on her body for the for the complete body shots. Yeah. So
1: right. Yeah. Right.
3: So that would be my essence of mankind, because I think on a very primitive level, I think uh, the guys and girls chasing each other is really what's making the world go round.
1: I'd make them play a game of Monopoly. (laughs)
3: <laughs> oh,
0: holy <shit. laughs> But uh that I'm gonna scratch that off the I'm record. The best at Monopoly. Uh, but that was a very <laughs> good answer. Try to make me look fake.
2: <laughs> I've never lost at Monopoly.
0: all right Uh Chris.
2: It's because you never played. Uh, Except for one time I was playing Monopoly at a Denny's. <laughs> at a Denny's? We're playing Monopoly at a Denny's. <laughs> How long?
0: So which is it? Did you win or lose?
2: I lost because the game was going for so long. Okay. There was probably like four or five of us there. It was like probably two in the morning. And there was two of us left. And we decided, let's end this. So we had a, a cup in the middle of the table. And we just started putting like old, like leftover food in there napkins and whatnot. And they're like, all right, whoever drinks the most of this cup wins. So I let the other person go first. And they chugged it. And I said, All right, you win. I
0: don't care. I'm not drinking it. <laughs> well played. Well played. So it wasn't like a legit loss. All right. It was a forfeit. Very good. No, great. Great answers. Those are beautiful answers. You know what I would tell them? The fuck off. Mm-hmm. Yeah, basically. No. Don't rip my
2: face off. I live in Peru.
0: is that from another book in eighth uh, eighth grade reading
1: have you not
2: heard about the aliens in peru that are ripping off faces no actually yes
3: to
1: kill a mockingbird
2: you should ask him to join a grand mafia
0: look for lord steph not
1: my name anymore chris (laughs) i'm now wonder boy oh my god
0: listeners go ahead and look him up send your send your messages to him all the love all the gay love i would uh give them a musical introduction if i'm honest I would probably tell them, before we dive into discussion, might I introduce you to our finest earthly creation? Music? Never
1: gonna, never gonna let <laughs> you go.
0: We have a thing called, uh, yeah, we have a thing called Baby Shark. It's so popular, it's basically our album.
1: <laughs> I thought you were gonna go with, like, Scatman or Rick Roll.
0: I'm the Scatman! No, that's too obvious. You gotta go with the...
1: Uh,
0: <laughs> gotta pander to the, to the audience. All right, gentlemen, thank you so much for... For your answers which will be etched into time and I'll be sure to call upon you if we are ever visited or we ever see a picture of these extraterrestrials so let's go ahead and jump on over to the wheel I spin your fucking wheel angel how dare you talk to me that way
3: mm, I'm yes that. Uh, tonight, okay. tonight that I will fall <laughs> in love with you over again
0: Chris is vibing alright here we go oh baby pugillo okay. Oh fuck. I forgot I gotta share shit. All right. Angel's topic. Hey, hey. Sunshine. Okay, guys.
1: Here's my topic. Charisma. <laughs>
2: right.
1: How How do you about? Think about water
3: hosting. Egos. Lego my ego or cinnamon toast my ego?
0: <laughs> all right. Thank you, Angel, for all your input. Uh let's go ahead and spin the wheel again.
2: What? Right. Uh what are you talking about? You didn't say anything.
0: Well, yeah, yeah. I, I said everything already. I, my, did you forget? Did you time skip? No, this time it's going to be about insecurity. Oh. It's going to be about insecurity. Webster's Dictionary.
1: Never met him. Here's someone pissing. <laughs> <laughs> Chris brought his Bluetooth it with sounds him. Sounds
0: like a shower. He's got, He's got his, his headset on. Chris, you have your headset on
1: does he oh yeah he does i can hear every last little drip (laughs) what if he's like he's like oh yeah (laughs) damn that's a long stream dude
2: he had a lot of wine but if he had his headset on that means he could hear us i know
1: dude oh if i was wine drunk right now that would feel so good it'd be great right i I never i haven't never done a podcast drunk I'm gonna get drunk next time we do the podcast. It's gonna be the best podcast. I don't drink on weekdays. I don't. Well, we
0: got we got to do a, a weekend where we record in person, and then we'll do wine drunk podcast. Oh baby, yeah, that could be fun.
2: Steven or Chris, we heard every okay. last drop. <laughs> it was a lot. <laughs> <laughs> Great technique, great you don't, technique. You don't I go, have for, to tell I go for the
3: teacup pour, right? <laughs> you know, it's like uh, doing the high dive. Less of a splash is a uh, better pour. That
0: was. I don't have the mental acuity to to imagine what you just said. So, uh, I appreciate that. Uh, we're going to be talking. Did you hear what I was? What we we're going to be talking about. Oh, that was really your topic. In security, yes. Oh. And uh, because uh, I don't know if I've shared with you guys, I've in my firm, I've moved departments completely. I went from the subject matter expert of over a decade of experience into the new guy uh, who has to learn everything from scratch. And it sucks. I hate being the new guy. I like going back and being like, I have every single answer. I don't have any of the answers I have to put up with people and my page and, and, and like not put up, they have to put up with me. Like they're very, they have to be patient and people aren't very patient as it turns out. So it kind of sucks, but it's part of uh, some of the insecurities in the past before I, I learned what this insecurity was and there's different kind of types we're gonna go through, but it was imposter syndrome. So I had imposter syndrome a lot uh early in my career and recently uh really bad, but um imposter syndrome. So I'm I'm gonna I'm gonna give the meaning as it is of of insecurity and then talk through a couple of examples and then hopefully we can open up to discussion. So uh, the meaning of insecurity is uh, basically can be defined as a feeling of uncertainty or anxiety about oneself or a lack of confidence in one's abilities, looks or relationships It can manifest as self-doubt, fear of rejection or a sense of vulnerability. While everyone experiences insecurity from time to time, chronic feelings of insecurity can be debilitating and can hinder personal growth and ability to form healthy relationships. We all experience the feeling and comes out in different ways. Uh, like I said, I know I do. What was that? Did you hear the thunder? No. Nah,
2: nah, nah, nah. Thunder. Probably the aliens, dude. Ahead.
1: We didn't even touch on. Oh well, I don't I know. Saw,
0: I saw something walk by your window, Angel. Is your door shut? Cracked? The fuck up, man!
1: They're supposed. Maybe the hurricanes here no. already. No.
0: Yeah, the the by the time of this recording, it's coming up uh, Mexico's ass. So, uh, what is that? Hurricane Hillary? Like a tequila shot.
1: Leave it to a hurricane yeah. named Hillary yeah. to be a bitch. <laughs> 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 How many? of You guys are fucking with me. You don't hear You're that? Dr- I, no, you I saw it.
2: Walked me. by your window.
0: Shut up, dude. No, one of you guys are fucking. I can with? barely hear what Ryan
1: say. You need a picture of nine eleven. <laughs>
0: damn it! What does that say, Ryan? What does your name say, stiff jacks? Trannies?
1: How do I see people's <laughs> names? You hover over their. What the
0: fuck? Yeah, you hover over their name. Oh yeah. Over there thing, yeah. You're an ass-muncher, 5,000. Let us. Uh,
1: speaking of insecurity, I'm very insecure. That you're making fun of me for talking to Trace.
0: Sam's <laughs> What the <laughs> fuck, Chris? I'm just awesome. Okay. Let's go back to insecurities, okay? Let's just jump through this real quick. Professional insecurity, physical insecurity, relationship relational insecurity, intellectual insecurity, social insecurity, open-ended, uh, and, and I have some open-ended questions. I'm reading my notes. Okay, one of you guys are doing
1: I don't know what you're talking about. Maybe it's in my house. One of us is insecure? I think it's Ryan. I don't know what you're
2: talking about.
0: I think it's Ryan. Nope. (sighs) It's not me. There's rain. Hold on.
2: It's probably your fan. Do I have a
0: window open?
1: You have a window fan. You could hear everything outside. two fans.
0: I know. I just took my headphones off and it's not here. You guys are dicks, man. Alright, whatever. I'm just gonna ignore it.
1: Premium podcast content.
0: Anyways, it's about insecurity and, uh, yeah, that's that's what I've been experiencing lately. It just it just fucking sucks. It just fucking sucks because I'm the new guy. You guys are basically like just so advanced in your you guys have never had that experience, huh? You guys are basically like you're all just project managers and just sales managers, right? Well I
1: have tons of job insecurity just manifests in a different way than yours. Like what do you mean? I don't actually know anything that I'm <laughs> like imposter syndrome esque. Like I'm very good for my specific niche, but like in general in construction or contracting as a whole, I don't feel like I know enough to do something different, you know, if I had to, or wanted to. So I'm insecure about my abilities in that respect. Did you catch that angel?
0: Yes. Yes, I did think. Okay.
1: Seriously. Who is that? I'm pretty sure it's your
0: fan angel. It's so no. Fuck you, Ryan. I can, can hear God damn it. <laughs> nothing. This is so distracting. I don't hear
1: anything. But then it's I would Ryan. be hearing it too.
0: know it's fucking Ryan. It's either Ryan or Chris.
1: But I would be hearing it too. It's-
0: That's true. I'm just, I'm just sitting here. But it, it doesn't sound like raindrops and fucking thunder. Raindrops. Drop tops. It went away. The the it's Ryan. Look at his fucking face. Look at that smile. I didn't do anything. It's like I'm the old man waiting to see old fuckers in the opposite.
1: <laughs> I, I, I have
2: had plenty of insecurity as well. I've, I've been to multiple branches in my position. Every time I have to earn the trust of a different team to, to A, respect my knowledge, B, respect what I'm trying to get them to do, and see, have them trust me enough to come to me for whenever they need help with anything. And these are seasoned people who have been doing it for many years. Some of them more than me, and I have to earn their respect as their manager. So that takes a lot of time and trust on both ends.
0: Thank you, Ryan. That was well said and well put. By the way, I've, I found the, uh, the source of the, of the thunder, and it's me so i'm gonna Excuse me? close that
1: he was listening to probably he was probably listening to like rain sounds to help you fall asleep okay. on youtube okay
0: no i i, I
2: demand nope. an apology
0: <laughs> i apologize ryan that was uh that was my bad i had um i had minecraft open in the back <laughs> not surprising and it was a thunderstorm going <laughs> on. and i didn't realize until the music started that uh that uh, i turned over and it just finished raining so Oh God, that's fucking embarrassing. No. Yeah. Um, so there was, when I switched over to the job I had before, um, I was dealing with people in the industry like 20, 25 years and I was very new to the position and I told them, you know, I, I tried to cover up that I, that I knew more than I thought. And I w- started using a phrase that I heard before and I didn't know what it meant until now. The guy I told it to knew what it meant, and that phrase was it's a competitive advantage. And look thinking back, I feel super fucking stupid because uh, it was basically how we calculate water like a lot of a lot of if you're not familiar with the industry, refiners and, and and oil, you don't purchase water, right? You purchase the oil, so if there's it's coming out of the ground and if there's water in the oil, then you know you don't you don't buy it, you, you don't pay for it. So measurement of the water is very important. It also has to do with how we balance um, product crude going in and products coming out. At the time, I thought it was unique that we calculated out water because it was the extra step. So I told him that we needed the extra results because it kept a competitive advantage. Uh, it gave us a competitive advantage. And then after the fact, I realized, no, uh, felt very stupid about it. But I think back and I'm like, this guy, I wonder what he was thinking like this fucking greenhorn telling them that, you know, you owe me these results and this is the reason. And I've had people come to me and tell me that. And it's like, you know, I recognize it and I try to be nice about it. Um, but in my new role, I can tell people get impatient and it just fucking sucks. So yeah, I just wanted to share that, that story that, uh, I thought was that professional insecurity. So how are a you lot using of that term? Experience.
1: You thought that, knowing how much water was in your oil so you didn't have to spend as much money on the oil gave you a competitive advantage? Isn't that using the term correctly?
0: It, you know, I thought it did, but it turns out competitive advantage is a competitive advantage versus your competitors. You know, versus there's like five metrics. I can't think of them off the top of my head, but if it's a unique, are people using it? Can uh, Do people have access to that information? And they totally can. Like uh, the supplier has access to that and anyone who is working with the contractor has access to that information. So it wasn't technically a competitive advantage and it wasn't providing value to the firm but I, doing that, you know, because I, I
3: would think if a, if a, a tanker is coming over and it's uh 95% oil and it's 5% water and you identify that and say, Hey, FYI, I'm only paying for the 95%. I'm not paying for the hundred percent for this. That would make your cost per oil go down. So it sounds like it would give you an advantage, wouldn't it?
1: what i was thinking it would um
0: and you guys are correct but these i guess i I wasn't specific in the request i was asking for uh it was for the mass balance itself i told him that the competitive advantage it gave us was ensuring that our mass balance was was whole and it it's irrelevant because the mass balance technically isn't technically isn't a financial uh it doesn't have any financial impact it's just making sure that we capture all the barrels i have a story
1: related to this um One like talking about being new and trying to talk out your ass and people thinking you're probably dumb. Well, anyways, in my industry, we do, we do concrete work and I'm always, uh, when I first started, I was just only tasked with finding new work. So I would get a bunch of plans and bid a bunch of these concrete scopes to different general contractors and this one time I was bidding a shopping center in Chino Hills or somewhere. And I submitted a bid. It was competitive. Um, the guy calls me, wants to kind of feel me out because he doesn't really know me from anybody else. So he calls me and he's like, Hey, well, Hey, I received your bid. You know, can I kind of do you mind if I ask you a few questions about it and all this stuff, whatever. So I'm like, sure. I'm talking to him for a while about this and that. And at some point he goes, well, to be honest with you, we usually just go with quality first, you know. And I'm like, well, we have really good quality. Like, I get calls all the time that our quality is really, really good. And he's like, No, I meant quality first. The 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 big concrete company that everybody knows about. <laughs> oh no! I was like, Fuck! I feel like such yeah. a dumbass. <laughs> like, <laughs> I didn't end up getting that job. So. Um, of
3: course, I always go with quality first. Yeah. Yeah. But I feel like you get a job <laughs> with them
1: later on. But yeah,
3: the way he phrased that question was kind of dumb, though. Like that's not a hundred percent your fault. We usually start with quality. Like
0: yeah, yeah. I I, I can imagine making that uh, misunderstanding as well. And I thank you for sharing that story, Stephen, because it's like oh, you know after the fact, like Jesus Christ, like I can't believe, like I don't know my competitors as well as I. Oh, you as never as they I don't think I in const-
1: it's hard. Like in construction, you don't really get get to know a lot about your con- competitors. Like people are very secretive unless you like know somebody that can give you inside information. Like everything's like, I don't know what other people price concrete at. I just don't like, I really don't know where their prices are at. So I'm usually just bidding at what I can do it for. And it seems seems to work or, and if people drop hints along the way, like, man, you're really cheap. We love using your number. I'm like, Oh, okay. (laughs) Jack that up, you know, mental note. And then, Vice the, versa, when you're like really high.
3: The, the ironic part is that's really what they want, though. They want that because, you know, for, for Stephen's aspect, I'm, I'm the one that, ref, you know, hey, Stephen, can I get some numbers from you on some concrete work? But it's the this is what I can do it for. We'd love to hear that because what we hate to hear is this is much uh was it this is much less than i can actually do it for like that that becomes a problem and i've had that on projects before yeah i gave you a number but i can't really stand behind that number but but well no but i went to market with your number i'm I'm, that's what i'm contracted to oh yeah that's going to be a problem because my bid was totally incomplete and then to get a tight spot yeah
1: there's definitely less of that in my life now like whenever i bid bid work being more like seasoned Uh, when I get to the contract negotiations, I don't have so much of people trying to just like give me a contract knowing I'm missing a lot of scope or incomplete. It's a lot more discussions now. We're like, Hey, let's talk about the scope. Make sure everything's dialed in. I think maybe that's just how the industry has changed. Like I would never get a call from Chris 10 years ago. Hey, well, did you see this on this page or did you pick up this? Are you covering this scope? I would just get a contract that says, you're doing all exterior concrete. You got it. That's it. And I don't just get a lot of that anymore. But it's probably because a lot of the contractors get fucked by subs that are like, well, I never bid that. I'm not doing it. And it turns into like a, a legal thing or it turns into like yeah. I have to replace you. And I can't go legal on it because the contract doesn't justify any sort of legal methods. You know, it's just... It's different.
3: I, th- I think in the olden days, it was just whoever could yell the loudest. So they would just yell at Steven straight and say, look, you got it. And that's the end of it. Nowadays, it's like, Steven, you got it. And he's like, well, no, I I physically don't have enough money to, to finish this project. And it's not just me, but the ready mix companies are going to come after. They're not going to come after Steven. They're going to come after the general contractor. So I think the general contractor is starting to realize that having a like if, if you look at a quote and you know there's a blazing hole there you can't just get away with not addressing that hole now you actually want to make sure hey I talked to him I emailed it I wrote it down that he's got all these things and then and then you can kind of you can you can take that to the lawyers but if the lawyer says oh you, you, you picked something that you knew was a problem and you're surprised that they couldn't finish the job and you're surprised that all the competitors leaned you all of a sudden you know everyone's yeah. just realizing that yeah, and uh, as wow. as far as my uh, story of uh, insecurity is, uh, I think I was a year or two into my company, and we were uh, we were going through some uh, scopes, and we were like we were preparing scopes and saying, "Hey subs, we want you to bid these scopes." We typed out, and so one of the scopes was you got the shims, and uh, <laughs> during this, I uh, yeah shim h. S H I M S. You got the shims. And so I looked up and I said, uh, what's a shim? I've, I, I don't recognize that word. I haven't come across it in life. And I remember that person looked at me with utter disbelief and had to leave the room. Like what you, uh, are are you kidding me? Right. I can't even talk to you right now and left. And I was like, ooh, Ooh, that didn't look good. And I think my job may have been on the line. I'm not quite sure or not. But uh, I, I surprisingly survived. And I found out that basically a shim is that little wood piece that holds your door open. And you use it to like do other stuff. I was like, oh, oh, I know what that is. I didn't know that's what it was called. But it was ironic that that yeah. item that I didn't know almost lost it all for
2: me.
0: The door wedge. Yeah. You actually bring up a really good point. That's what I do, Chris. It's... um
2: bop, 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 bop.
0: <laughs> it, it's it's the uh when someone doesn't know something and the reaction people have to it i'll say this you know i i before i would have felt the same way but actually having having ha- having learned where the
3: he had to go check go? in with the mothership
0: what how dare he oh that's right yeah he's got to send his report um so shims that? okay uh, shims right so the knowledge that i that that people don't have in their reaction to it, i'm actually dealing with right now so a fo- my former boss she's actually moved into a different section she spent a good 10 minutes on all the training that i needed to do right that she's passed along a bunch of stuff she moved on to a new position as like global director good for her but um i i thought i was gonna remember and i didn't and there's a bunch of new reports that she's like oh, i thought we run over this i'm like i have no idea and her reaction is basically just not ideal and um, when i speak to my current manager um, he has complete understanding and it, I, I see there's emotional intelligence that comes with that and you learn and you recognize hey you know Considering the circumstances, I'm pretty. The guy who left the room was probably an overreaction. I don't know if that's it was, it was. unique to your industry, but if it was, it was. So yeah, same same here. If the person left the room in my industry, the people they would look at him like you're a freaking psycho, you know. Yeah,
3: I think it's uh, I think in that in that certain uh, in that certain item, it it was that that person was so knowledgeable of the industry that it was, you know, like if you had to scale him on a grade of zero to 100, he was like a 99 or a 105. So in just anybody who didn't meet that level was was what do you mean you're not at the same level as I was, you know, so I think that was just kind of his view on things. Um, but I think, I think it comes, it comes on the other side too. Like the, I always think about, I always think about college and this comes from the guy who I, I got, I got a bachelor's. Um, I did not get a very high grade in that bachelor's and I did not chase a master's. But when I talked to people, I was like, what's the point of college? And a lot of people go like, oh, you want to get really knowledgeable in a certain field. You want to get book smart. And I would actually disagree with that. I would say, you know, like if you put everyone into a bucket and you said, you know, you know what college does is it teaches you problem solving. No matter what major you're in, there's an issue. There's a test that you need. The the, the issue is you need to pass this test to get a good grade. So you need to figure out how to pass that test. Or if you're going to write a a dissertation paper for your master's degree, you need to figure out how to write a good dissertation paper. And you know, especially coming from the engineering side, is the the my professors kept reinforcing. They said, "Look, this isn't this isn't uh, uh we're not we're not going off like chemistry or physics where a lot of things you just have to raw or, or actually maybe not physics but mathematics. The trick was you had to memorize the formula." In all of my engineering classes, they said, we'll give you the formula because at the end of the day, I don't need you to memorize a formula. I need you to know where to go find the formula and how to use the formula properly. So a lot of our tests showed the formula you're supposed to use, but the trick, the, the hardcore trick was if you, if you did not know how to use that formula, it showed. It completely showed. Like you couldn't just guess your way through how that formula is going to interact. So the idea was they wanted to train you how to know where to look for your answers and how to use your answers properly so that in a nutshell is how i viewed college so when you have a lot of college educated people i think it just taught you how to problem solve yeah you picked up some knowledge along the way you kind of learned out some things but i think the problem solving was the core value so when i have a lot of people come into the industry i go okay problem solving you're probably decent at it do you have raw knowledge have you been doing this since you were 12 or 14 and you know what shims are you probably don't and I tell people that shim story all the time like everyone in my office knows about the shim story because I want to make a point of you're not going to know the little inflections or a lot of these things are like real minute minuscule you know like on a on a plan, you'll see RCP pipe and people's like, oh, what's RCP pipe? I was like, it's reinforced concrete pipe. Like it's not, it's not a a brain buster, you know, just, if you just Google RCP pipe, you'll be like, oh, reinforced concrete. Okay. Oh, that, that makes sense. You know, I don't need you to memorize that stuff. I need you to know how to properly identify and figure it out. So when you have, when you have that.
0: that, Yeah, that was well said. And I never really, I didn't come, I, I think that was a very good realization you got in your early um college career uh because that didn't occur to me until much later. Now, you're right they're they're gr- you you're they're teaching you to be problem solvers because the information is readily available and um figuring stuff out like that is you know they they don't want you to m- memorize stuff like that it's it's basically solving problems. Chris you you said it fantastically. And I can see I can tell you have a very high em- um emotional uh, EQ emotional to intelligence fucking, Really,
3: I, I I scored yeah. pretty high in that, <laughs> which makes you a phenomenal
0: manager, and I can see that.
3: Uh, on the On the other on the other side, well, thank you by the way. But on the other side, you also have the Peter Principle, which is the opposite of what you're talking about—the insecurities. Have you heard of the Peter Principle before? I have not. Perfect. See, you don't need to memorize it because I'm here to tell you, and you can always Google <laughs> the Peter Principle. So the Peter Principle, which which is funny because um, I uh, this probably whoa, whoa whoa
2: whoa hey Steven. You take that nutter butter out of your mouth, <laughs> you fucking pig! Oh,
3: please, <laughs> no, It's
2: it's a midnight, Steven. Spit out the nutter butter, Angel. Please
3: make that a sound bite at the end of the episode. That's going <laughs> to yeah. be fantastic.
0: Spit out he's, the nut. He's that's frozen, it.
1: Frozen. So I'm not listening to anything. That's, that's right. That's yeah, I, your
0: your picture is frozen.
3: So does does Stephen or Ryan? Do you guys do you guys recognize the term Peter Principle as it refers to? someone's knowledge Peter, peter pumpkin eater Peter principle so 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 the peter principle is is the and i, I think i think i think it probably comes from, from the bible but it's, it's the concept of you are promoted beyond your abilities so let's say uh, let, let's take me for example i am just a simple project manager at my work but if i was promoted to ceo all of a sudden I would be way in over my head. I wouldn't know the inner workings of that. And it's the the place that I see it uh, a lot or we talk about it a lot and I'm not sure if it really happens in real life. But we always make fun that it happens at city work city workers like uh, my wife, for example. She works at a local city and in there you have people that they kind of make their way up the rank. And she's, she's telling me these stories of, well, this is how they told us to do that. And I'm like, okay, well, let's talk about it. Why are you processing the report that way? Or why are you doing it that way? And she's like, no one knows. Everyone just says, this is the way we were doing it. And I was realizing that just no one knew how to do it properly. So they always re- they always fell back on how the last person did it. And I think that's an example of someone got promoted so high that they didn't know how that actual process or sequence needs to be run. So they took a guess at it, and that guess has been carried on through the ages of that. So it's like the opposite. If you're like, you know, in, for the for the, uh, you know, hey, I I don't I don't I lack confidence in my ability because I don't know this new stuff. The other concept is I'm in this new position and I truly don't know and I really shouldn't know what's going on right now. So I'm gonna, just going to try and like fake
0: it till I make it. You know. Yeah. Yeah, that makes a lot of sense, and I think a lot of people run into that issue and are afraid to ask the question, you know, um, because there's that imposter syndrome, right? I should know exactly what I need to be doing, and everyone assumes that I have it just because I took the title on. Doing things just because they were done before, going on that topic, I, that's immediately throws a red flag up because that starts asking the question, wait a minute, just because you've done it in the past doesn't mean it's necessary, you know?
3: Yeah. I would, so, I would much rather someone know the process and point that out and say, you know what, this doesn't look right. I feel like we're not processing this properly. Let's, let's talk about it on why it's there. Yeah. You
0: know, and that, I think that digs into culture as well as people being comfortable talking about it and asking it. And if people are like, I don't know, I don't, I don't want to be raised, you know, causing waves or questioning, then I think that's a red flag as well.
1: I, I would s- uh, just don't be that person that just, uh, just, Pretends like they know everything, and they just stay quiet, and they don't ask questions, yeah. and they fuck up something really bad. <laughs> I'll just be the first person, to just be like, "Yeah, show me that." Yeah, yeah. I, I would, I would, but don't be the person that doesn't takes five times. Like I've shown you how to do this five times, yeah, dude. That's, I, I can't fucking help you anymore.
3: That's yeah. where it's a problem. If if the guy just says, true. "Hey, I, you know, in all honesty, I don't, I don't know what a forecast is." Oh, okay. Well, th- this is what a forecast is, and this is why it's important. I figure once you do that short I- I- explanation, they should see the light. And the the process, the problem solving should kick in and say, ah, OK, that makes sense. I see the big picture. I'm going to dig deeper into this to make sure I understand it and keep going. And then you're good to go. But like to Steven's point, if you keep telling them and keep explaining it and they're just not getting it, then it's then it's a problem.
1: That's a red flag. Yeah. Big no? time red flag.
0: Hey, guys, I appreciate the the input. That's my topic is basically insecurities. It shifted more to the professional side. And um, that's actually a problem dealing with today. Thank you for sharing your stories.
3: Yeah. Are we going to have non professional insecurities on a later topic? I have a
0: very big
2: insecurity I'd like to talk about. I'd like to hear it, Ryan. Let's hear it. You know, sometimes I'm, I'm very shameful that my penis is too big. <laughs> oh, that's a big <laughs> problem. I know.
0: I think
1: you should actually share it on stream to, so we can verify that it's well, actually it, that big. His so.
2: video's frozen.
1: Uh, he's probably showing it right now. Probably. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's right here. Look. <laughs> <laughs> oh, it so just is that came what on. That It's like a goddamn baby arm.
0: (laughs) Baby holding an apple. And with that, let's go ahead and spin the wheel one more time. Uh, I think we have... um, I totally think you have enough
3: room on a future topic to talk about non-professional insecurities. Because once you said it, I was like, you know, we we didn't talk about anything outside of our work being...
1: Oh yeah, that's get a true. bunch of men to talk about their real insecurity. Yeah, That's uh that's Jeez. gonna go over. There we go. Spin
2: your fucking wheel. There <laughs> <laughs> it it's comes.
1: Funny, funny about that work thing, dude. I learned almost everything I learned by just falling on my face a hundred times. Yeah.
0: That's that's yeah. typically like the best teacher. But
1: you learn the first time.
0: Oh look, it's yeah. me. Not hey! to make that mistake again. Exactly. Ryan, what'd you bring the coin appians today, sir? Can so you um,
1: unfreeze unfreezer video, goddammit.
0: I don't know
3: how. how. Hide it and unhide it. Angel, are we also going to talk about mail this episode? Oh, my God.
0: Oh, yes, absolutely. Comments. Before Ryan goes. Before Ryan goes. Go to,
1: Ryan, go to my settings and hit hide yourself. Yeah, unhide. yourself. Go to... I I do it
0: again. To... Two girls, one cup.com Lemon and party. An
1: exit and come back. Or is that going to fuck up? he has been doing it already.
0: It'll fuck up the recording, but do it because I can't see your face. You got a weird frozen picture Yeah, and, um, it's, it's killing my boner. So
1: it's a major boner. Count. All
0: right. So we're going to start off with a friend of the podcast. Uh, you all know him. You all love him. Very, uh, very fact based very close to this podcast. Bob observer comments on, um, on one of our, Bob
3: Bob Observer,
0: Bob Observer. Yeah. He said, uh, hearing about Jackass made me think of when they were on shark week a couple of weeks ago, took jumping the shark quite literally. Thank goodness that safety diver was at the ready. So I like it. Uh, he was commenting. Yeah. He was commenting on, uh, when we were, we were discussing humor and Jackass came up. So thank you so much, Bob for, for, uh, commenting. We, we love hearing from you. And, uh, you always have very insightful comments to, to provide. So thank he just, you.
3: He just says it how it is. I like it. Exactly.
0: Yeah. And, uh, then we have one for Chris, Chris, are you ready?
3: Oh yeah. Let's hear now, it. Actually,
0: this is a, a very positive one. I was <laughs>
3: surprised. A- <laughs> <laughs>
0: <laughs> we get mixed bags with Chris. Um, I'm going to bring you the, one of the latest ones. So, uh, his, uh, decisions were made and this one's about your David and Goliath narrative. Uh, Uh, thoroughly enjoyed the unique spin on David and Goliath narrative on your podcast. It's refreshing to hear a perspective that challenges traditional interpretations and compels us to think historical tales. Uh, Your exploration of David as a bully provides an intriguing counter-narrative that underscores the complexity and multidimensionality of historical figures. Whoa. Fucking thesaurus on this fucker. Kudos (laughs) for such thought-provoking content. And that was um, was from listener... Oh, shoot. Hold on. I missed it. Am I (laughs) moving? No.
3: His screen froze again. I,
0: I have an Oculus on half the time. What are you? Are you frozen again? Oh God, I know.
3: I, I, I know exactly who that listener was, Angel. And I just want to give how a was, quick shout out to S- those. butters taste. You appreciate mom. it. That was, that was, that was
0: <laughs> no, uh, that was spinning wheels. So you, know, thank he, you he, spinning he, wheels.
3: You, you, know, you know, my personal favorite part of that episode was, is the, the point that I said, Hey, Ryan, tell me what I'm going to talk about. And he told me, and I said, you're wrong. I so thoroughly enjoyed that. That was my favorite part that. as
0: well.
4: Yeah, I had it on you, loop. I
3: what was what almost
1: other the end. segments did not make the cut? The when uh, we cut out Ryan's, did uh, you just cut out Ryan's, or did we not do a whole? Well, other... this is true. So, You've been so safe. So
3: so the one where you're in the doctor's office and you're looking at a magazine. That one.
0: <laughs> uh, <laughs> I can't the remember Mad... what my segment was. The Mad Lib. Oh.
3: my. I don't want to ruin it for you, bro. There's still time. <laughs> we can, can just,
1: salvage can put that. that into another one? You voted yeah, yes you for go. the gas. I'll tax probably cut even. it up and just put it cut it Ryan's up. out. Yeah. So that means I just have Ryan. to do it again. No, I thought it's fun the second time. It was organic. Could be.
3: Yeah, I was gonna challenge Ryan to try his episode that didn't record very well and just go for it again to see how it goes.
1: Well, Ryan's fucking up. I think if you Man. say it with
3: feeling, it would make all the difference.
0: I have been told to not talk about it, so. He. <laughs> That's the mail for this week. Uh, Listeners, go ahead and send in your emails. How does does Nutter Butters taste, you fat fuck?
1: It's so good. (laughs) I'm up so late, I'm getting fucking hungry, dude. (laughs) I don't want to make a full-ass meal.
3: You know, I I feel like Angel's not involved with the government. I feel like Steven kind of hates the government. I have a feeling it's going to be me. But I'm also not a big fan of the government. Hmm. Hmm.
1: Is there a Could fifth coin?
3: Is there a fifth coin opian that we're not aware of? <laughs> but also, I think Ryan very rarely has bones to pick with me, so I feel like I'm a safe. This is true. You've been pretty yeah. safe. Yeah. So I feel like uh, <laughs> I feel like Ryan's got a lot of bones to pick with Angel and uh, and, <laughs> and, and Stephen. You're just like surprised when there's not a bone to be picked there. So yeah. But I mean, but Stephen did vote yes for the gas tax. So you know,
2: you voted yes a for bone. the gas tax,
1: Stephen yeah because yes actually what the
0: fuck dude did you really
1: (laughs) remember if you voted yes stain man remember they worded it all crazy it was like vote yes to repeal it or no to keep it and so everybody voted no on it and it kept
0: it dude you have no idea how much backlash we're fucking getting i voted that's what we're getting price gouging. we're getting called price gouging. the market sets the price
1: I voted to get rid and of it.
0: It's and called sh- price gouging. We got fined thirteen million dollars last month, and we're getting Good. fined five million dollars for no lower, fucking
2: reason. Lower your the, because the government ra- lower your
0: prices.
1: Raping the oh, earth.
0: The market sets the
2: price. We don't do shit.
3: You know lower what? Last week, prices.
1: last week in Chris's story, the man who held down the guy who got beat up is just as guilty as the dudes doing the beating up. Mm. You might be just refining the oil, but you're just a part of the rape in the earth man you
0: have no idea what the fuck you're talking about (laughs) (laughs) also uh, Chris
1: can you google uh, Shell Oil's uh, quarterly (laughs) profits from the last like two years
0: Shell uh, Shell's turned into similar their, their model is similar to Trafigura where they are basically a trading company they Don't like uh, much anymore.
1: Coinopians. Uh, I think Angel's having a brain aneurysm yeah. just trying to contemplate. I basically how, am. I basically how am. I need to calm down. Stupid, I am anyway, on this subject. Before,
2: before Angel has an aneurysm, let me reveal who my <laughs> bone to pick is. So,
3: oh so Stephen Shell dropped two five billion in profits. So they were up that's at that's like the, maybe oh. like eight billion, another at five billion. What did you oh, say about billionaires? That's
2: a damn dirty shame. Yeah. <laughs> Fuck anyway. I <laughs> got, got real yeah, quiet. Let,
1: let, let and, Ryan. Yeah, you're right.
2: We're still at Ryan's shine right now. Yeah, don't, don't forget when the, uh, the the ship busted the pipeline like a year ago and everyone just stopped talking about it for some reason.
3: Was that the Gulf or the one through the Dakotas? That was
2: that was like in the Pacific. <laughs> <Ooh>. <laughs> anyway, I have a Shell bone to ba- pick. Shell Valdez. And it's convenient that we're talking about the, the, the cover-up of solid. oil. Because my bone to pick is with the government and how it has infiltrated the coinopians and caused angel to censor our podcast i knew it
0: can't wait to hear how you spin this one you
2: see coinopians about a month ago (laughs) there was an important (laughs) episode
0: (laughs) about a month ago i revealed the
2: truth about a woman that was on a plane and freaked out
0: and I use, Oh my God! Why is why does your microphone all of a sudden I sound so loud? I use the same
2: microphone every week. I talk at the same volume every week. I don't turn any knobs any week. But angel says you could not understand what I was saying, I ruined the I ruined the podcast. I provided proof because I revealed the truth mm-hmm. that a woman on a plane saw a shapeshifter and warned everybody, and the, the whole media has deemed this woman. Crazy. There's been a plethora of updates. that I, I'm going to revisit
0: this topic today because there's been a plethora of updates. Now, for the listener, this was about almost two months ago.
1: How, plethora, 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 plethora tomato, tomato, tomato.
3: Have you never seen the Three Amigos? I don't know, Guapo. Would you say I have a plethora of armed men? I'm an English major.
2: I have a degree in the, the art of
0: English. That doesn't help. That question. Do not question. Oh, do my not experience. question. <laughs> if, oh, no. How of dare you. you? Must
1: have uh, taken a plethora of classes. Plethora.
0: Him and Sandra Bullock. I graduated with honors. Jesus. Okay.
2: Now, anyway. Oh, okay. See, several months ago, a 30-year-old woman freaked out on a plane, screaming that the person next to her was not real, and she was escorted off the plane. They deboarded the plane, investigated the the plane and then put everybody back on and the plane left without incident. And the woman vanished, Angel. How did she vanish? She owns like a marketing firm. We'll get to that. We started a marketing firm. We'll get to that, Christopher. Spoilers. The internet was was in a a tizzy trying to discover who this woman is for at least a month. Nothing ever really came out. Then about a month later, it was revealed that this woman's name was Tiffany Gomez. An up-and-coming star, lives in a multi-million dollar home in Texas and runs a marketing firm. Very impressive, right? Yeah. Very. And then two weeks ago, she came out and had an apology video saying that she earned the, the hate that she got. And now she's running like an anti-cyber bully campaign to raise money. But she never really talked too much about the incident, just that she's embarrassed. Have you
0: seen these videos, Angel? This, no. this Tiffany Gomez every every time Tiffany Gomez go game game Gomez how, how is her name pronounced Gomez Gomez okay uh every time it comes up it's a it's a meme uh-huh. so i stopped no. watching her videos no because i understand that, that what she saw was actually not human and i believe it
2: mhm mhm mm-hmm.
0: you believe it yes but- that that was our consensus at the end of
2: the episode that something weird happened, and then the government silenced us because we must be onto the truth, but she came out and apologized for all of her actions and said it was all warranted. Stephen, have you
1: seen the apology video? It didn't look like her Is that the one that looks like super like filtered with the eyelashes it, it looks strange,
2: right, Stephen? It looks strange.
1: I saw a video of her outside the airport getting recorded by somebody or something
2: i've uh, Since the apology video has come out, I've seen multiple body cam videos from the police officers recording the event. And one of them had her recording the police officer, but she never released it, which is very interesting to me. And she does sound much more intoxicated in these these recently leaked videos where she's talking to the police officers. Mm -hmm. And one of them, the police officer asks... What happened, and she does talk about the headphones being stolen, but says that the guy was strange, and it kind of just stopped there, didn't really elaborate. but to go back to the apology video, it does look strange, and I watched a video yesterday where a, a gentleman took an AI algorithm and compared it to the video, and it does not match in any way, shape, or form. It was like a hundred percent off and that it was not her. People have been comparing like a tattoo on the forearm that disappeared. I think the apology video is fake and a cover up for what she saw on that plane. Who
1: released the po- apology video? Was it her account? It was her account. What was she apologizing for?
2: She was just apologizing for her actions and talking about how her life has been kind of miserable since then because of cyberbullying. And now she's running like a charity campaign. To raise awareness for cyberbullying. That doesn't make sense.
3: So the comments were turned off. The original video had the like and dislike, but her apology video did not have any of those options. It was just out there.
0: Very mm-hmm. odd. That's weird. That's weird.
2: Very strange. Gosh, she does look different. Like it looks similar. Like at first glance, it does look similar, but it, it it's just off.
0: I think you're onto something,
2: Ryan. I think so. I hope this episode doesn't get censored. No, I don't think it will.
0: Gosh, why is her
3: her eyebrows are so much thicker? Whoa, her eyebrows are way thicker in the apology video, like way way thicker. I mean, I don't know. Maybe they could have been drawn on, but
2: and in the original airplane video, she has like a forearm tattoo, and people have pointed out that the the tattoo is missing in a recent video that surfaced because there's a few. She got interviewed and 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 whatnot outside the home, and it looks very similar to her, but I I, I just I
0: don't believe it is her. I think it's a cover-up.
1: I saw it. I said it doesn't look like her at
0: all. Do we need to give the listeners any kind of background
3: for this conversation? I feel
0: like it's pretty common common knowledge because it's all over the meme but, sites. But,
3: but but that's my point. Did we did we verbalize what the initial story was, or did we just start? Talking oh about no. It?
0: Yeah. We just start talking about it.
2: No, yeah. we talked about it. The lady on the plane freaking out. We talked about all that. All
3: right, all right. You know, just post it on our on our Instagram page. So you, you know, you know, Ryan, it's, it's it's funny you say that on a on a low key off topic that I'll try and keep it real brief is the whole uh, the all the those billionaires on the Titan submarine that got lost, right? Mm-hmm. And uh now now that we're like way past it i remember when it was happening it was the it was the only thing that people saw on the internet for like a week you know and it was like a countdown of this much air left this much left, yeah. this much air left right all that so after the fact we realized two things happened one the there's a there was a ship above the titan that was constantly radio communication like there was a log and updates and then finally it just stopped responding after it said it was having major problems. And then two, like the Navy acknowledged that they heard, like they detected a weird sound on their underground radar stuff. So I was like, both of these entities kind of knew there was a problem, but we still chased it and spent all the resources for like five days to a week later. And it made us think, why? Why did they Why did they let the media run wild? Why did they just go to the media and say, hey, we think we heard this. You know, let's just talk about that. And the guy that I was listening to, he's, he's like, was there something else happening that week that we didn't want to address or acknowledge? Like, what's going on there? And I, I, I'm getting the same vibe here. That that video on the plane was getting so much attention. Was there something else that we walked past?
2: Hmm. Like a, a distraction? Yeah. At the same yeah. time as Tiffany Gomez freaking out on the plane? Like, didn't we... Didn't our...
3: Uh our, uh, uh, United States budget run out or our, uh, our deficit came to, so we had to like borrow again or our, uh, the person, our, our borrow rating got decreased or something
2: from a triple A yeah. rating to a double A rating. Yes. Yeah. Our credit rating got screwed over again, but that was real subtle.
0: I have a question. Yeah. This is something that I've been looking at for a while. Do you guys, are you guys familiar with the M two? Money supply?
3: No. Um, I know I'm familiar with Modern Warfare too.
0: <laughs> Very cool. I love those maps. Classic. So, if you're unfamiliar, high level M2 is the money supply in cash, savings, checking accounts in banks across the United States. And since mid third quarter of last year, it's been decreasing, and it it's actually jumped up a little bit in the last month, but it's the first time in history that it's dipped that much. And at the same time, we're seeing credit consumption has skyrocketed. I think that the, yeah, there we go. So Chris is actually sharing, uh, from the Fred, uh, the, the federal reserve website, uh, the M two has actually dipped and it hasn't done that in the history. Since, since
3: 1959,
0: it has not dipped. What is, what is
1: this? What is this money
0: supply? The money supply. Cash, um, checking, savings account, deposits, all that. That's available in
1: circulation. This is billions
3: of dollars on the side. Yes. So it goes, and it was March 2022. It peaked, and then it started going down.
1: Yes. So are you saying that's the amount of money that has been printed? No,
0: that is the amount of money that is in circulation. Printed. Okay.
1: And still currently in circulation? That is
0: available, yes. And for the first time in history, it's actually dipping. Now, there have been instances around... um,
1: What does that mean? How could it dip? It's
0: going down the amount that's available in circulation
1: and what's the significance
0: so of this the, it, there's less money period it's somewhere else now there's theories that it's going into cds they're they're saying that it's being pushed pushed somewhere else but at the same time that it's dipping our credit uh, the, the 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 consumer credit quantity however you want to say has gone into the trillions so I think that a lot of people, the reason we aren't seeing the, the the consumption drop is because a lot of people are consuming more on credit. And eventually we're going to cross the threshold where the credit is going to max out and they're not going to have the money, the cash available to pay off any of that credit or the interest of, to the banks or to the credit lenders. And we're going to see a crash
3: yeah you can have all I mean I mean we're talking about defaulting on
2: big time loans you know yes. it's, it's, it's one well, thing for the housing market. wouldn't this be like related to people just not paying their student loans and not paying their their rent because of all these like moratoriums and all this nonsense where no one's just like spending the money that they have to do? you
1: know what when I look around and I'm driving on the freeway and I see all these people and they're brand new. $85,000 Broncos and they're $100,000 Suburbans and they're just like soccer moms and shit. I look around and I tell Mel, I'm like, who the fuck are all these people who can afford a $100,000 car just casually? And who are these? you know, people are buying what was once $400,000 house, $300,000 house for close to a million dollars. They're just doing it. You know, who are all these people? And the more I look into it, the more I start reading that these people are just getting financed for shit they can't afford. And I just think that everybody is just maxing out credit. I feel like a, there's a big problem of people maxing oh, it's, out credit. It's
2: terrible. The, the 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 loan situation is absolutely atrocious, I and mean, I I believe it's just as bad as it was when the the housing market crashed before, if not worse.
0: Yes, exactly.
2: Was 2020 the COVID year?
3: Yes, because. I'm noticing from December 2019 to July 2020 they printed an additional 3 I mean 3 billion? Yes. I think it's 3 billion dollars, yeah. In in a in a 6-month span they said let's just crank out 3 billion dollars, which is the highest increase in that short amount of time in history.
2: Yes. Well, that's when they're that's when they're sending out the checks to everyone. Oh yeah, the COVID no, checks. Exactly. So now it's course-correcting, probably.
0: PPP loans. So you think it's course-correcting? How so?
2: I mean, if they they falsely, because if you look at the graph, it's continuing to rise, and part of that's probably due to inflation, people making more money, population increasing, so it makes sense. And it's going at, like, as the population rises, it's going at, like, a steady pace. But, like Chris points out, it spikes because all of a sudden the government just prints all this money and gives it out to the entire population. But then all of a sudden people don't go back to work. People aren't paying yeah. their loans or the, the system rent. starts to break down. So now it's dropping and course correcting back before the government printed all that money. Cause usually you kind of like throughout your career, you're increasing. Like as you get older, you tend to make more money and it's going to increase. But if everybody stopped working and stopped paying their, their loans off jobs, start dropping, people stop going back to work. Now it's course correcting because, It falsely increased.
0: So let me ask you this. As a result, we see that the what impact do you think this is going to have on financial institutions?
2: Um, Well, banks are already starting to close like little by little. Like there's been several banks that have just completely collapsed. Like the federal government is in charge of more banks in like history, like since the depression that they had to support because they crashed. And it's happening very quietly. Like you'll see a couple of headlines like, hey, this bank collapsed. And then it kind of just disappears from the news. And a couple months later, another one collapsed, but you don't even hear about that one on the news.
0: Right. And you know what? I agree with you 100%. That's that's the point I was trying to get to, Ryan, is that we're seeing it quietly be put out and all the alien. Yeah, the focus is on what's hip in the news right now, which would be the aliens and would be the. Not to say that it's not wrong, I'm pretty sure it's it's absolutely correct, but it's trying to hide what's happening in the background and this is what's happening in the background
2: mm-hmm. well nobody pays attention to any of this because it's not it's not fun it's not sexy yeah but like it's just if numbers. you look if you look at the last six months there's something so, and, it, and it's being spread by social media because that that's everyone has their nose in, but it's like every other week there's something new that's just like outlandish and just a, brings our peace of mind like all to one spot, whether it was a freaking submarine full of millionaires that's sinking at the bottom of the ocean, whether it's a lady freaking out on a plane. Let's bring her back a few months later. Whether it's Hawaii catches on fire and whether you believe conspiracy theories around that. There you go. And now we have a hurricane coming into California. Who knows what unprecedented flooding that's going to cause.
0: First time in history, yeah. Well, let me ask you this. Do you know who Michael Burry is? Does that ring a bell? No. Michael Burry is oh, the
1: the fancy football guy. Michael Berry. yeah, I know who that is.
0: <laughs> he's the the one the 2008 the big short.
1: No, oh, yeah, yeah, he's, he's, he's betting market. on the the stock market the crash.
0: Yes, and he's until so you heard that recently, he's betting on this, he's shorting the market again. Yeah, yeah. What do you think of that? Do you think he's on he's on point or is this? Just I don't know. I mean, blowing the, out his I options. Saw,
2: I saw the big short, and at the end of it, it's like, oh, he's putting all his money in water now. It's like, okay, like sure, like he's a. That's I, a I'd good be, point. I do think the stock market is going to crash because it's like Tesla isn't worth as much as it's it's priced on there. Like all these stocks are are like fake.
3: Well, and if you look, there's there's only like a handful of companies that are keeping the rest of it afloat. Like Apple and Google are doing all the heavy lifting right now, and everyone and everything else is just riding in its coattails.
0: Well, let me ask you this: like, so Tesla, what kind of company do you think Tesla is, Ryan? It's a car company. Car company. No, it's an Absolutely. information company. Yes. It's an information company, Stephen. How? Why is it an information company?
1: Because they data log like, everything you do in your cars, and they uh, you're uploading a bunch of information, uh, exactly. Like your routes, your tendencies, your patterns, everything that you do in that car is being uploaded, and they're selling off that information uh, to people who need it. Yes, that's what they really are. Now, I mean, so the cars are cool, but whatever. Yeah, the cars, cars are, are, are
0: trash. Both. Some of the some of the cars look fucking gross. Like they look like eggs. The the expensive ones look cool. They, they look closer to Porsches, but I, every time I see the egg looking one, I'm like,
1: oh, you're annoying. I confuse um, confusing for like a new, like a slug bug.
0: <laughs> yeah. But, um, f- f- the valuation of the firm, I agree with you hundred percent, Ryan, it's worth trash. Yeah. But, um, a hundred percent, but, um, yeah, that's, uh, that's, that's an interesting thing that I, that I thought, I, I actually a hundred percent agree that it's probably going to go down when, who knows.
3: Now, in in its defense, I think I think regardless of the situation, I think all things are cyclical in that fashion, where even even if there wasn't weird stuff happening, the market should be going up and then it'll come down and it'll come back around. Like, I think it's going to be cyclically happening all the time on that. But this one, this one looks more like there's some, you know, there's some other figures uh, impacting that, you know. Yeah. I mean, like the kind of the same thing, like with, with labor unions, for example, you know, like in the, like in the twenties, you know, the, the average worker was like treated very unsafe, unhealthy, unfairly. So unions formed and they were needed and they said, Hey, you should, there should be a working hour. There should be uh, you know, maternity leave kind of things like that. So they've done a lot of great things. And I think now they've come so far that they're like, okay, well, we need to keep coming up with great things or people are gonna to wanna to disband or not be part of us. So now I feel like they're going they're pushing so hard that it's the market's having a hard time doing what it needs to do. So I think it's only a matter of time before it pushes back and maybe unions are viewed as may- maybe they'll be more viewed in a negative light. So it'll start coming back. And I think businesses greed will start coming back in. And are you
1: telling going me paying a freaking apprentice $80 an hour isn't sustainable? <laughs>
3: yes, that is exactly what I'm telling you. So the, I'm like
1: exaggerating a little bit, but the cost, the cost of union labor in any capacity, whether it's good or bad, is so far above a regular salary like that other people would make that it's just ridiculous to me and then once you take that and you compound it with how hard it is paperwork wise risk wise uh, to do union work everybody else's prices along that chain of the the production chain skyrockets so by the time a government funds a project and it gets put into place and they finish it the costs. i mean it's exponentially higher than it should be i mean it's just so much money the the labor takes so much money like the the fun part is if you don't do everything right you get fined up the ass by the same union companies like they're that you're like trying to work with like you're trying to work with them you're trying to do the right thing you're trying to put the right guys out there you're trying to meet the quotas for apprenticeship hours you're trying to meet The job descriptions of like, hey, my guys are doing like this and I need to have this union working on this side, whatever. They'll just start auditing you. And, oh, you made this one little mistake. Here's 20 grand. Fine. Like in the state of California is in bed with all these guys. So they're backing them up. So I don't know. It's crazy. At
0: that point, it turns to opportunity costs. And I have like, it's a bittersweet for me because I used to work in a union and it was fantastic.
1: They're great so, right. for the worker.
0: Yeah. The union is they're <laughs> so. typically
1: great for the worker. But if you're talking about how to effectively use taxpayer money to take care of problems, it's not good because you're looking at something, let's take, for example, the homelessness problem. I do a lot of projects where it's funded by affordable housing or housing for uh, homeless people, more or less. So they take like a lot or some sort of lot in like Los Angeles, whatever city. And they build like a modern, quote unquote, modern apartment building that they're going to give to either homeless people or very poor people. And um, they use government money and government programs to do all this. And to build a, I don't know, 50 unit, 100 unit apartment building, you wouldn't, couldn't even imagine the costs that it costs to build this. And you're only taking care of what, maybe 50 families max in this building. Yeah. And then after a couple years, they destroy the shit out of it. Like, is that the best way to use taxpayer dollars? Don't even get me started on the design concepts that these apartment buildings have. They take your tax dollars and they start designing like decorative features all over the place that are insane amount of money. But they don't care Uh, because they're like, oh, well, it's I mean, it's paid for by the government. So let's just put in these like uh, cantilevered seat walls that are fucking spiraling all over the place with a decorative finish. Uh, don't get me started. Yeah. Cause it's, wow.
0: it's, it's supported by taxpayer money and yeah. the people yeah, that's, that's like the most secure income you can get if you're the property owners, which is why it's so popular amongst, amongst give a, investors. Give her
1: that government, give her that government money to a private, uh, a developer without any sort of wage restrictions or anything on it. Tell them, Hey, I just need, somebody to build the maximum amount of units with this money. And you'll see like quadruple the amount of buildings and units be done. No, No,
0: Ryan, I I saw you roll your eyes. Sorry to cut you off. What what was, uh, what's up? You were going to, you were going to insert a comment.
2: Well, the the, the whole issue with these, these people are getting paid six figure, seven figure salaries to solve the homeless issue is they're not going to solve the issue because if they solve the issue, they don't get their six, seven figure salary anymore. Very true. Right. And I agree. So they just keep like, okay, I'm working on this project. That's going to solve it. Oh, I need more money to solve that. It's going to take another year. It's going to take another two years, another three years. So they don't Sometimes. have an investment to finish the project.
0: Well, that's the problem with the bureaucracy, product. right? That's the problem with bureaucracy is if you if you find the problem and you have the government try to solve it, you it's much, much harder to dissolve that entity or the, the, that After. bureaucrat. Yeah, much harder. So. People, you know, they they want to help and they vote to want to help. But at the end of the day, it's like, is it really solving the problem?
2: Well, I think the issue is like the left and the right, they take these problems that are hot button issues and they weaponize them against each other. Yeah.
0: I love how your topics turn into these discussions, (laughs) Ryan.
1: (laughs) I was just going to ask, how do we get from A to B on this? Because we're talking about crazy. I know. Crazy plane lady was a distraction. Yeah. There you Uh, go. I do agree that they do distract us with simple stuff. I mean, I think a a market adjustment, I think a a crash would do a lot of good for the problems I see.
0: Do a lot of good for me right now, actually.
1: And it's not just like, hey, I want to buy a house in a nicer neighborhood. I think like a lot of things are out of control right now and a lot of people are taking advantage like those oil gougers that we were talking about. How fucking dare you? Okay. But for real though, have you been, have you gone to to a dealership lately and try to buy like a car that's. I mean, they're marked up. Like, they're, insane, marked
2: yeah. up. Uh, I'm being told by people who work in like banks that uh, people regularly take out like loans on cars. It's like five, six hundred dollars a month to drive a fucking car.
0: Mi- you're mixing. That's if they, you're yeah. mixing industries. You're I'm talking picked. about <laughs> chips. Yeah, yeah, you're talking you, you, about. But you're a part of it. <laughs> uh,
1: <sighs> no, Why? I was jo- I was joking about the oil comment, oh. but um, no. I'm just talking about how a lot of industries right now. Okay they hear the word inflation and they're like, oh, let's raise our price. Well, how much? Well, I don't care. Just fucking raise you, it up. Everybody's raising the price. To. It's like a chain reaction of people just raising their prices. And then when you go and try to buy your Happy Meal, it's $10. When you go to buy your truck, it, it used to be $50,000 for a nice truck. Now it's 60000 Plus, you know what? Everybody wants these trucks right now. So I'm going to add 10 more grand to it. You are like why? And they're like oh, well, just because supply yeah. and demand.
3: Yeah, that's how they, are, yeah. I yeah. mean, I mean, yeah, it's it's, it's there is not that much demand. It's it's the downside because it's like uh, you know, hey, it, 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 everybody wants it, or like Stephen saying, there is not that much demand. There is still a fair amount of demand because I, I would say even even in the construction world, the demand may not be super high, but there is so many things impacting the chain. That it's like, hey, if you don't pull the trigger, I mean, you, you, we have to pull the trigger on projects so early now to make them actually finish on time. We're talking about all we need—we need, we need uh, components and switchgear and and computer chips. But if you don't <laughs> order those like fourteen months in advance, you're not getting your building.
1: Yeah, what project was I like, just on? They're like, yeah, everybody like we had to order our switchgear like two years ahead of time. Um, with, oh, it was like a private apartment complex in Irvine, and they're like. Yeah, we ordered the switch gear uh, fourteen or fifteen months ahead of time because, yeah, because yeah. <laughs> that's when you're going to get it.
0: So I yeah. got a question: What do we do?
1: Not you nothing, me nothing. Yeah, we are not. In, we are merely bystanders. This is was...
2: outside the two party system. That's what you do. No, that doesn't
0: have any impact, does it? Like
1: I said, you do nothing. That would do nothing.
0: No, 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 no. no, no, no. What do you do as an oh. individual?
1: I don't know, man. I, I do have a lot of liquid cash right now that I've been kind of embarrassingly sitting on for too long. And I don't know what to do with it. So I don't really know how to take advantage of this kind of situation. The market's really high. I don't want to invest in, in it. You know, the rates are okay. I mean, I was like, oh, it's just sitting in like a 5% savings account right now. I'm like, what do I do with this fucking shit? You just got
0: to call Ryan. Ryan knows what's on. Shiba. Shiba coin. coin. Yeah, but I have Shut no, like, no. no. like, up. A... Shiba coin.
1: I feel like crypto is gonna go way down i just feel like i should stay liquid because if there is some sort of downturn adjustment then that's when you can capitalize on having some but then
0: how do you how do you counteract inflation you're losing money every time that's the problem
1: is during the inflation during inflation it was losing money but if i if it were to adjust like say the housing market crashed or like you know just shit in general crashed and you're sitting on money the inflation might not be there unless they start printing money again
3: yeah but but if the shit crashed, wouldn't you want to have the product instead of the money to buy the product? Why would I,
1: well, why would I want to buy a house right now, per se, and then have it crash and be sitting on a, a that house? That would be good. like
2: yeah, like, uh, like uh, in my situation right now, we're renting, and there's there's literally no reason for us to buy right now because our rent there is re- it's relatively cheap. If I if I buy a house, I throw a hundred thousand dollars into a house. It's okay, great. I got into a house, but now my mortgage is three, four $5,000. But right now if like shit hits the fan. I'm like, okay, I could survive for a couple of years without having to stress. Yeah. I guess, That's-
3: I guess maybe not a house is a good example, but let's take a step down to like a car maybe like, let's say you go out and you buy a car and then the market crashes. Even if you don't finish paying off that car, they can come to you and say, Hey, you need to finish paying this. Well, you can sort that out however you want, but you still have the car at the moment or you have the, you know, the, accessories or anything else you're trying to buy with it. You have the product instead of holding on to green paper that can, that its value can change in an instant.
2: Yeah. I think, I mean, I'm outside the system where we, both of our cars are paid off completely. We don't owe anything on them. We don't have any desire to go buy one just because it's new. Like I have a, I have a Toyota. She has a Honda. They're not, they're fine. Watch out for those curbs, though. <laughs> <laughs> so
1: it's like I, t- I talk Mel off the ledge every month. We she constantly is like ah, I want to get a new car. I want to. I'm like no 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 because we paid off her little Civic. Yeah, it's not like what we want to drive around in, but it's free fucking transportation. Absolutely. And I'm like, why do you want to go buy a freaking? She wants you know like some decent SU like crossover SUV. I mean, fifty thousand dollars starting point for a lot of those SUVs. It's like, well, do I really want to go get that payment?
0: It's for the flex. It's it's because just look what I have. And Her car does suck
1: to drive around. I get it. Sure. It's, lo- it's loud. It's just a freaking economy commuter car. And it's not fun, but it, it works.
0: I fucking hate the automobile market because it keeps people. I, I'm a firm believer that it keeps people fucking poor because it's like nowadays it's like 800 bucks a month for a That's insane. decent car. That's insane. I, it <laughs> is, right? fucking
2: eight yeah, was $250 a month and I paid, paid 300 a month to get it done early
1: yeah the people financing you for your car are fucking sharks dude they're like putting freaking people who make $50,000 a year in like an $80,000 Yukon they don't care they're like they'll figure it out or we'll just take the car back the used car market's fucking jamming <laughs> we don't care Like used cars are expensive as shit too Anyways, that's crazy.
2: Put you back in that bad loan situation that's going to crash the market.
3: Is there any concern that your money,
2: your paper money becomes worthless at some point?
1: But we're all in the same boat. If that shit fucking hits the fan like that, man, everybody's fucked. Yeah, you got bigger things to worry about. I can (laughs) diversify and put it in gold and I can put it in crypto or I can put it in other currencies. But dude, if the, the American dollar crashes, there's major problems and we're all fucked.
0: I wouldn't put it in crypto. Did you know that I'm the, just, the federal I'm not, government? I never yeah, put money in crypto. As an money. example, I understand. Join but me was, on the
2: Shiba train, Stephen. I have four hundred twenty-seven thousand Shiba coins.
1: I will do meme stocks. It costs so. me four dollars. <laughs>
0: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, this is it going to sell off at sixty-nine cents?
2: Hey, if mm-hmm. it ever if it ever gets up to anything.
0: That's what it sold off money. at last time. It sold no, off. Doge at coin's sets. different. Oh no, Doge! Isn't that the same? No, it's, this, it's but,
2: the same dog icon.
0: <laughs> oh, fucking retarded! Okay.
2: They're both meme coins. It's all—all all of it's a joke.
0: Oh, I don't, I don't. It doesn't have any underlying asset,
2: so I don't invest. it. In and the the I whole thing like... is that you still have to sell of you have to sell it into a normal currency to make it worth anything. Exactly. So who's going to be left with the bag someday? Sh- Shiba and, is a decentralized
3: like a cryptocurrency created by an anonymous person known as Roshi. <laughs> so so a guy just created this and started selling it?
1: Yeah. That's a free market that's for you. All, that's all of crypto and NFTs. Like, no one talks about NFTs anymore. That shit fucking all oh, went down. Bombed, yeah, but it was but good
0: to, to show a loss. Can't,
1: you, can't, you can't sell pictures, bro.
0: You can. You could totally can. And guess what? That's how you launder money. Oh,
1: yeah. Well, the like, art has been a way to launder money for a long time.
0: Yeah. It's just a new way to do it.
1: There's just, I would always read the or hear those uh, stories about how there's just warehouses outside of New York City. Full of just like fine art, but you that know. people buy for millions of dollars and just throw in a warehouse because they want the write-off.
2: Like Angel said, it's the market dictates the value. So if we all stopped buying gas, you know what Shell would you do? Fucking it would go down to two dollars a you. gallon. Faster.
1: You know what they would do they would just say you know what it's 30 dollars a gallon and we're just going to make that for the people who have to drive because there's people who have to drive and have to get gas yeah. you remember or how cheap
2: fun. gas got when covid first started like it collapsed it, yes. it went back down to like
0: there was a term for like, it like do you want to know what the term was do you want the term was, what was demand term? destruction mm-hmm. that was the buzzword for the first three months of covid Demand destruction. Yeah. Everybody
2: stayed home for the first two weeks. Like they told everybody to. So they stopped filling up and gas was dirt cheap. It was great. You know
1: what? Gas had been cheap for a while. They were, it was during Trump's administration, not to say it was Trump's doing of any sort. I don't know all that, but during that time it was in the twos. Yeah. And immediately after COVID it jumped up to, and not to say it's Biden's fault either. Cause I don't know about all that shit, but after COVID It got bumped up to five. It's been staying in the mid fives for a long time. New norm.
0: Go ahead and buy a gas powered car or diesel. It's good for you and good for the economy. I'm on team hybrid right in the middle. How dare you? You communist
1: bastard. I'm on team company gas card.
2: (laughs) (laughs) Hey, Steven, have you, have you heard of the upside out? Let me send you a link
1: upside.
0: Yeah. Is
1: there any downside to the
2: upside?
0: Nope. Not if
1: you have a
2: gas card for a company.
0: (laughs) My company doesn't give us gas cards. Steven, you can
2: get twelve cents per gallon when you fill up that truck of yours. That could be like two dollars.
1: Every I time you fill pay up, for, I don't. I don't have to fill pay to fill up my truck.
2: You won't. You just connect your your gas card to the Upside app, and when you fill up your oh. tank, you'll get like two bucks, and, and you can cash out.
1: Cash oh, out. dude! And we'll talk about that on Saturday. <laughs> <laughs> you help me set that up. I
2: have I have made hundred and twenty dollars on the Upside app since I've been using it for a year. I might not go Saturday. Two hundred? Is that what you said? Well, did, you, total. did you say two hundred? Right? No, like hundred and twenty bucks. I've been oh. using it for about a year. Still
3: one hundred and twenty. It's
2: free money. But anyway, Tiffany Gomez. <laughs> uh, I, I don't know what's going on with her. I, 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 I'm leaning against that something actually happened on the plane because one of the the videos of her walking through the airport, she talks about how the plane's gonna blow up. And she's like, just wait and see, it's gonna blow up, and she sounds much more intoxicated in the police uh, body cam videos that have come out. So. No. I'm less confident in her but I do I do think this apology video isn't isn't uh is suspicious as well
0: mm-hmm. wow Stephen what say you
1: <laughs> yeah I think she's a, just like a schizo maybe undiagnosed Jesus I mean she's having an episode and unfortunately got publicized for everybody to see but you know what Ryan if the guy was gonna blow up the plane and she called it out he might have had it like you know I'm not, I'm not gonna do it right now. Mm-hmm. I'm, gonna, I'm gonna. Well, she called him out. There was a video
2: of the person that she was sitting next to, and it was not the the hooded man that we theorized in the previous video. It was this like middle aged, heavy set, Middle Eastern guy that he was sitting next to, and he's like, I don't know what the hell is wrong with
0: her. <laughs> Chris, what say you? Yeah,
3: I would say. Uh... You know, I think I, I I think it's weird. I think the apology video seems weird. Um, the main thing, the main reason why I think the apology video is weird is when the initial video came out, it was all on a lot of random websites. Did did it make it on TMZ? Yeah, I
2: think it did. Like, okay, TMZ so, always reports like random shit like that. Yeah, too. so like
3: it was like TMZ, but it wasn't a lot of the headliner guys. And so I just now googled apology video, and you know what? You know what? Uh, website pitched out first, Forbes. Mm. For and I was like Forbes had a whole section on this apology video like that.
1: Why would they even care?
3: Yes, that's my point. But Forbes is like a well-respected; a lot of people listen to it and buy in on stuff like that, that. Would
1: back that would back the distraction theory.
3: Yeah, so that, that that's the point I was getting at. Is it, it 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 seems like a distraction ideal? I think the I think the the Titan submarine fits the fits the scope. I think this incident fits the scope. I just feel like any time the news feeds. Cause I like to get, I like for them all to report on the same topic and I can kind of read between the lines and see like what, what I think the real truth is. But when they, when all of them report the same thing, it makes me like question that like what's, well, how we're all coming together on this one topic. So so I think I think the apology video is fake and there's something to, to some distraction. there.
2: What happened first to her apology video or Hawaii catching on fire? Hmm.
3: Hawaii has only been like a week ago. The
2: apology video. but well, It looks like four days ago is the first thing I'm seeing. Yeah. On a quick Google yeah, search. Yeah, sounds right.
1: Oh, damn, the Hawaii shit's pissing me off. Hawaii. It's just like everybody like saying it's like laser beams. I'm like, do you understand that if there's actual <laughs> laser beams coming from the sky? How many people would be freaking out and putting it all over the place? Like, no, nah, bro. Shut up. I saw lasers from the ice. Yeah. And they're like, oh, the luxury homes didn't get burned down. I'm like, oh yeah, the ones that probably have like lots of like water and vegetation that's not flammable, yeah. and like in that they probably have people like firefighters that are going to protect it because they're like more important than you. They <laughs> think it's some conspiracy. Like they paid to destroy all the land. Yeah that's the conspiracy on oh they destroy, they're destroying the land on purpose so they could buy it all back and I'm like there's a lot of no, I just think that rich people have more pull with the fire department oh, yeah. if, <laughs> Tiffany's apology video was protected. like four to five
3: days ago Ryan about the same time mm.
0: crazy well I'll tell you this okay um, Ryan I apologize for the videos it was actually because uh, you were sharing audio on some of these and I found another um, we record for the listeners we record online. And there's several services that provide the opportunity to record online. And uh, one of the other ones uh, apparently did not have – it was a different – basically, we downloaded a different format. Ryan's audio was if, if Google, YouTube Funny mic. That's what I, I – it basically sounds like that. It's garbled nonsense. It's way too loud. And, um, you know, that's something I should have done a little more of the research on. So I apologize, Ryan. You feel like it was the government. You feel like it was <laughs> the government fucking with the audio? <laughs> uh,
2: yeah.
0: Yes. And so, every the current that's why I returned to the, the current platform. Uh, and ever since then, uh, it's been fine. So, uh, that other platform we're not using anymore. Uh, so, I don't see any issues for this podcast. Uh, the, you know, it's uh, interesting, Angel. Let's hear it.
2: You know, we were just talking about the same story again.
0: Yeah and
2: chris was on to something and then we all got booted at the i same know
0: way. we just got listeners we just all got kicked off and
1: then he's gonna say you know what all this stuff was fu-. and it's gonna be like oh what the audio is fucked up because uh th- that, oh, that i'm gonna be so pissed it if it's fucked <laughs> <laughs> oh no
0: i'm not gonna hear the end of it but anyway it's really late guys uh ryan thank you so much for your for your topic anything else you guys want to say um, to our listeners, thank you so much for hanging in there with us. Yes, I, I, I have an important message for the listeners. Let's hear it. Thank you so much for remember, listening and. Uh...
2: When things seem tough, always remember that the night is always darkest before dawn. Stay strong, persevere, protect what's close to you. And
0: peace. Yeah. God, you've been fucking <laughs> binging David Goggins.
1: What movie was that from? <laughs>
0: Stay hard.
3: Lord of the Rings, Twin Towers, right there. Twin Towers. Two, two Towers.
2: Uh, the the Night is Always Darkest from Dawn. That was a quote from Harvey yep. Dent in The Dark Knight. That was a good one. Is that a comedy?
3: But it rings true. That was a good one. The Dark Knight, I think, was the best Batman movie I've seen so far. Thoroughly enjoyed it. Best Christopher Nolan film. I think
1: I'm going to jerk off to, like, a Midget Threesome tonight. Send us the link. I will. Okay. I'm thinking Big Booty Latina. Uh, no,
0: have red boy. heads with big tits. Mil- yeah. Big milky tits.
1: I'm not on the red Yeah, and, and don't... And,
3: Steven, don't be insecure about it either.
0: Uh, do you, uh, yeah, don't touch to t- fucking dare.
1: Uh, do I love tits and I love vaginas so much. And <laughs> it's like my favorite thing in the world. I definitely don't like cock fucking. Thugs.
0: <laughs> Gentlemen, thank you so much for hopping on and uh, have a good night. Right on. Hey, stay
1: Peace in the Middle East. And I said something about him doing jumping jacks and basketball shorts and how it'd be like, you know, hot to watch that or something.